Welcome to Applicant to Alumni. I'm Joel. And this is Mark with the podcast that helps build a lifelong relationship between your school and your students. Thank you for joining as we build a journey that lasts a lifetime. Hey everybody, Joel Johnson here with my friend Mark Reddy. And you'll notice we're together. We're here in the same place. And it's great to do the recording uh, this way, the podcast this way. How's your week been, bud? It's been great. We are here together because we are actually wrapping up our last residency for our doctoral program, yep. uh, both working towards PhDs in organizational leadership. So we're together in Lakeland, Florida, and uh, it's just been a, it's been a good week of learning and uh, being around great people mm-hmm. and kind of solidifying you know, that we want to do this yep. leadership thing. The only hard part has been our class topic. Yeah. Advanced quantitative. Oh, no, I'm so messed yes. up. Qualitative. Qualitative analysis. Statistics. That's brutal. And yeah, it, it has been uh, fire hose indoctrination been. a little bit. It has been. And so our, our heads are reeling a little bit. We thought, you know, what better thing to do to get back on track yep. than to talk about, you know, becoming an applicant to an alumni yep. and uh, figuring out how that whole and, world works. Uh, and we're, we're thinking we're going to bring in some of the things we've learned about because we've both done some studying on how can these leadership theories improve students' lives right from the very beginning yep. all the way through. Yeah. So we have a few theories we just kind of want to do bird's eye overviews on. Yeah. And um and then share a few pointers on that and and then we'll end up in a little bit with a little helpful tool. Yeah. So well, you know, we've talked about a bunch of different leadership theories and I think one that uh, has resonated me with me is authentic leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, authentic leadership kind of got a lot of its roots in in people just wanting to have a leader that leads uh, and and does so with having other people in mind and just being authentic about their intentions, about uh, the way that they want to treat people and, you know, how they want to move a group of people or an organization forward. And so I thought about that in relation to uh, admissions. And mm-hmm. so when you are recruiting a student to your university, one of the biggest things that I think makes that successful is connectivity, mm-hmm. connecting with a student. Uh, and, and they see uh, students pick up on this. They're good at authenticity. Oh, yeah. If you're being yep. real or if you're not. And, uh, you know, my kids tell me that all the time. I'm I'm getting to that age where I have to understand I'm not cool anymore and I shouldn't try to be cool because if I try to, that's inauthentic. So we don't want that. So, but, yeah, but it's hard to not be cool when you're cool. You know what? It's a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle. So I guess, you know, if I'm actually going to be authentic, you should just I should cool. just be cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Kids, they don't know. They don't. They what don't. about anything resonate with you? Well, one of the things about authentic leadership, and I, I totally agree, genuineness, realness. One, I believe when we went through that class, one thing I remember from it, being authentic doesn't always mean good right because you can have some rough people be authentic yes and uh they still might get the mission accomplished they might get the job done but people might not like them right so authentic doesn't necessarily mean you have permission to be rude right but it does mean you have you should be who you are but try to be a good person right there's the integrity honesty Mm -hmm. um you know like i said when there was an outcry for authentic leadership. It was when there was a massive failure in leadership, when Mm -hmm. people had risen to these positions and they were in charge of making decisions that impacted so many people and they made selfish decisions. And so what they were saying 
did not line up with what right. they were doing. And people just said, look, we just want leaders that are honest and authentic. And I, I, that's playing out at my school in our college of business. And we have a new dean in and who's come from major corporate companies, mm-hmm. you know, top ones in the country. And he said the thing he's noticed in the last 20 years in the professional world is a complete lack of ethics and governance. Yeah. And and I think in a in a well-executed, authentic leadership at the university level, you'd have ethics running rampant and governance and and we'd be training up our students in such a way that they would see that practiced for four to five years. They would learn it so that when they go out in whatever field they're going to do, they would say, this mm-hmm. is how you do it. And so you add authenticness with ethics, governance, and you have a, a very well-rounded student. You have a better school yeah. for it. And again, you know, I think when you espouse those ideas, it resonates with mm-hmm. the students and their families. Yeah. And and yeah. they they connect with that and they say, you know what, I, I'd like to be a part of that yeah. when you yeah. have that style of leadership. And, you know, I think it, it, it applies to everything. You've got the applicants coming when they see authenticness happen. Mm-hmm. You see a school being honest about some things. You know, we don't have that instead of s- sort of saying we don't have just right. owning. We don't do that. We do do this, you know, right. those kind of things. And they see that authenticness. It builds trust from that first visit all the way through. And uh, yeah, the last thing you want is for a student to come to your school and they feel like they got there on false pretense. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they they think, well, you said this or I thought this. I mean, having having clarity um, and just being, again, mm-hmm. authentic with the student is because it's going to be a great it's going to be a better situation for everybody and for that student then for the relationship yep. to continue yep. forward into the, the world of alumni 100 percent, love that uh another leadership theory we we've talked a lot about transformational oh yeah and i think this one really works in the college setting as well in so many ways yeah i mean this is one of the best named leadership theories because its ultimate goal is to transform the people who are being led right and the the leaders' goals and objectives are to help those on their team become better people, better workers, better team members, you name it, whatever it is, is to help them grow and become more. Yeah, and again, when you connect with a student and they recognize that you are legitimately trying to make them better, mm-hmm. trying to give them uh, ways that they can grow and expand and reach their goals, uh, that you're actually trying to transform mm-hmm. them. Uh, there's there's something there. There's there's a, a an honesty that develops. There's a different level when the student says, "Oh, not only are they being honest with me, they want what's best for me, yep. and they want to help me develop in that." And I think that's that's one of the keys because you know, as you know, when a student gets to you as a freshman in college or mm-hmm. comes to your school as a transfer, they don't know everything. No, uh, they're at that place in their life where they're trying to to get somewhere else, whether it's to get the degree, uh, they've got all these goals and objectives. And when they recognize there's someone there that's pouring into them to help them mm-hmm. reach that and transform them, uh, that's another, that's a huge thing. And and at our university, uh, you know, one of the pillars that we're dealing with is, is discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so as we start to set up discipleship groups, not only led by our students, but also by faculty and staff and coaches, we are you know, trying to create a culture where students understand this is a place of transformation. Yeah, this is a place where people are going to pour into me and talk to me about mm-hmm. things that are are academic, but are also bigger mm-hmm. than that. And I think you know that's 
that's a pretty important piece of, of the whole transformational idea. Oh, I just thought of this too, while you were saying things about it, it this applies to authentic and transformational. This doesn't apply just to the faculty student relationship or a coach student relationship. Anyone on a college campus who does any work with students at all can have these types of relationships. Exactly. And uh, one of the schools I was at did a survey of their students and asked what was the influential things. And so many of them responded that their manager on their student employment position mm. changed their life. Right. And because somebody took the time to practice these types of principles with them. Yeah. And it, it took people and encouraged them. They ended up doing better in classes and different things. So any position that you're filling on a campus mm -hmm. like this can use these principles and change students' lives yeah. and ultimately make your campus That's a better so place. so good. And, you know, that kind of leads into another idea that we've talked about, uh, kind of lesser known and almost it's, it's weird that you would study this in a leadership. It mm -hmm. seems weird, but it makes sense. It's and this it's idea. One of our favorites. It is one of our favorites. Yeah. It's this idea of followership, mm -hmm. and even more specifically, transformational followership. Yeah. So this idea that everybody is either a leader or a follower, and most of the time, people serve both roles. Yes. I mean, you could be mm -hmm. in both roles at the same time. So as you develop this idea of being a follower, uh, there's there's support of the leader, um, and making sure that the leader gets what they need to be mm -hmm. successful, but also. There's accountability. Yeah. The follower, and this you got to walk a fine line here, but the follower can hold the leader accountable to the point where they know if if I withhold this information, I don't tell them this, mm -hmm. it could hurt them as a leader. Right. Right. It could ultimately hurt the organization or the group of people that you're leading. So this idea of being a follower, I think, is super important. And then when you apply it to the gamut of, you know, from applicant to alumni, mm -hmm. uh, developing these, these future leaders. Uh, and showing them what it's like to be a follower, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's that's a big yeah. that's a big thing. It, it's a great concept. You know, let's let's take it through the staffing of applicant to alumni. You have the admissions counselor who's mm -hmm. first dealing with the student who's being trained by their maybe their admissions director right. or something like that. So there's that relationship happening. You've got the leader to the follower. The follower is leading the student through the process, and then it keeps going up. The student comes in, and then it's the student and the faculty. And and the student maybe goes into student leadership, student government, and then eventually it's an alumni association with that alum. Right. And it just keeps going back and forth. And all along the way, these followership relationships are happening. Right. And they're learning how to not only support, but they're learning how to be supported. Mm -hmm. And so when you have the leader and the follower galvanizing around a central concept, that yep. uh, it can be pretty powerful. And when you know both roles, you can slide in and out of that yeah. because like I said, so many times in one area of your life, you're a follower and in another area, you're a leader. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that dynamic is huge. And then as, as a student understands that throughout their experience, um, I think it, it helps shape what that relationship can be with the university mm -hmm. as the student goes yeah. from, you know, graduate to alumni and then beyond. And if you can get alumni involved in a mentorship program or something, whether you're using authentic or transform transformational, then students see that's what alumni do here. Right. And then when they come out of school, they still have that relationship with that alum mentor, but then that recent graduate becomes a mentor to the next generation. Right. And you can have followership, whether it's authentic followership or transformational followership happening and in, in 10, 12 years, you've got five generations. Right. Of, you've created a culture. 
Yeah. That as a student, I see what it is to be a follower and a leader. And then as an alumni, I then get to give back mm-hmm. and I see what that is. And then it just becomes the culture yep. at and your university. This that's is what, what we do, do here. Yep. Love it. Now, that's, that's awesome. great. Well, I think we did that pretty well. I do. I do think so. And, and that was good. You got a nugget of the day, don't you? I think I have a nugget of the day. Do we, we actually give credit? I, uh, I think we should. Okay. I think we should. Uh, we'll we'll say we have a, a classmate named Glenna. And Glenna dropped this nugget on our class today, which it was so simple, but it was it was awesome and it resonated with everybody. So here's the idea. It's the idea of when you come into a situation and, and something happens, it could be good or bad, but you have two choices. You can fix something or you can feature it. So fix it or feature it is what mm-hmm. she told us. And the idea was, um, give an example. This was the example that was used. If there is, uh, you're giving a presentation to a group of people and you have a PowerPoint or something up on a screen and there's a typo. You can see that typo and you can just be like, well, I, I don't know if I can run to the computer and fix it. You can recognize it there, but then you can feature it. You can say, hey, there's a typo. I own it. Maybe you make a joke about it. Maybe mm-hmm. you do something, but you highlight that thing. You own it and then you move on. Yep. So fix it or feature it. Yep. I think it's That's a simple great. concept, but it's really cool. And one point she made about the feature it part, if you feature it, it takes people's focus off of that problem. Right. Everybody has seen the typo. Right. And then she said, you know, they're going to look at every slide from then on. If you make some joke about it or you acknowledge it, it brings them back to what you're really trying to talk about. Right. So that idea of fix it or feature it, uh, pretty cool. Something that I think is very simple could be applied to about anything though. Uh, and in leadership roles, I think how you address a situation uh, is huge. And so you can fix it or feature it. Great job, Mark. Yeah, Love it. Great job, Joel. So on the outro, you'll hear the information, how to get in touch with us. We always want to hear your ideas and your topics and may suggestions for guests. Or if you think you'd be a great guest on the podcast, we've got a few that we talked to this week that'll be coming up soon. Uh, anyway, have a great one, guys. Enjoy it. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions, please email us at applicant to alumni at gmail.com. That's applicant, the number two, alumni at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at app2alum, the number two in the middle. And on Instagram at app2alumni. There's a two in there every time.